You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, of course, you're listening to the Grind Season podcast and Odyssey podcast. You can get it on the free Odyssey app. Uh, we post twice per week. Hopefully, you're rocking with us. Hit that subscribe button for us. Uh, you can get it on the free Odyssey app, like I said, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Moving on to our second segment, uh, Zach Kleiman, GM of the Grizzlies, doesn't speak much, doesn't come out publicly, doesn't do much media, but did on Friday, uh, a day after the Grizzly, after the trade deadline. Talked about the acquisition of Luke Kennard. Uh, also talked about that, uh, uh, pointed out that the Grizzlies, he said, would not be on the buyout market. There have been some mm-hmm. guys talked about that maybe could come in, help the Grizzlies. Sane and I have thrown a few names out there, but uh, Kleiman has said they do not plan to do anything on the buyout. Remember, that roster's full right now. They'd have to drop somebody if you did anything on the buyout market. He also talked about uh, not shopping Dylan Brooks. I actually asked about Sane about that on on my radio show on Friday, and we both sort of laughed in that as if you wouldn't, Dylan Brooks wouldn't have been a, you wouldn't have gladly given him up to get <laughs> right. Mikhail Bridges or OG Ananobi, yeah. uh, those kinds of things. But he also talked, uh, saying, this is what I want to ask you about first, you know, how how aggressive the Grizzlies were. That clearly, and it made it clear that it wasn't just about uh, this trade deadline trying to go, you know, find a guy like Luke Kennard. They were aiming higher. We saw Zach Lowe's reporting. Uh, that said the Grizzlies offered three first-round picks uh, to both, what, the Nets from McHale and also to the Toronto Raptors for OG Ananobi. Uh, the mm. Ra- Raptors wanted a, a young player to go with that. Grizzlies weren't willing to do that. Uh, but clearly they were aggressive. And, and here are they. Zach Kleiman wanted – he the guy who – he does not talk a lot, but it was clear that he wanted fans, the media, to know – that they had intended to be aggressive at the deadline. You know, there were a lot of fans that thought they didn't do enough. Did you find that? Um, did you find that surprising at all? His his tone, how I don't know if if, if defensive seemed almost a little strong, but it was clear he wanted to get his message out there that no, 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 we're not standing pat. We, you know, it, it's not we won't deal picks and we're just hoarding picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we would have made a move if you know one of these teams would have bit. Did it surprise you to? how open he was about the, uh, how, their aggressive nature. No, nah, because uh, Climbing Burner was on my Twitter that night, probably the day before, seeing me go off all day long. So he was just responding to me. <laughs> I see you, Zach Climbing. I see you. But nah, I swear, I'm, I mean, you you were the one that was going the craziest. If they don't I, I, do I, I something, if they don't do something. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was going nuts. And they he's got me. notifications. Nah, I, or something I'm not going to say – yeah, he probably got my, my account on notifications turned on. But no, um, I'm not going to say I'm shocked, but I'm, I'm – uh, I'm uh, optimistic. Like I'm, I was excited to hear that, and I don't think he's lying. He's lying about the Dylan Brooks stuff. Like that's bull. Like you, don't tell me, don't don't look at me and tell me you were willing to trade three to four first round draft picks, but you weren't willing to trade Dylan Brooks for guys that all would be would be up, upgrades of Dylan Brooks. You were going to replace Dylan Brooks in the starting lineup with one of these guys you were trying to acquire, whether it be a Kevin Durant, 
uh, whether it be uh, Mikael Bridges or maybe be OG Ananobi. Like mm-hmm. all three of those guys would have put Dylan on the bench. And don't tell me you were going to try to deal with the chemistry issue of trying to put Dylan on the bench. Like you, you guys have not. That's last year when Dylan Brooks was gone forever and Zaire Williams was playing good basketball. You were winning. You were like one of the better teams in the NBA. You still brought Dylan back and you didn't even visit Dylan coming out the bench then. Don't tell me you you were just like you thought it weren't going to be any, any chemistry issues trying to bring Dylan off the bench. So, um, but I was I was ecstatic, and it made me think this summer you're going to revisit. Yeah, the Grizzlies trying to acquire OG Ananobi when Toronto realizes, okay, this is his final season. If he don't get moved, he's going to just leave at the end this summer. He's not going to take that player option. He's going to get up out of here. Um, you in Brooklyn realizes, hey, Mikael Bridges is a good player. But he's only a good player when he's got other guys around him. That's what the real Mikhail Bridges is. When he's an ultimate role player, he can't be an ultimate role player here. All right, Memphis, what you want to do? You know, those kind of deals will be revisited again this summer uh, when Brooklyn realizes that you know the, the cast of characters they have now, they can't compete that way and don't have to you know just go ahead and move some of those assets to rebuild. Um, I'm ecstatic about this, especially the Kevin Durant one. When you start hearing reports about the grid, the, all these. Deals we're talking about, these came from other reports, but there were reports that came out and said the Grizzlies offered for KD, offered for Bridges, offered for Ananobi. Those things are I'm I'm enthused by those things. Those things all make me feel confident in this front office. And I believe, like we said, that their plan was to um get an upgraded wing, uh, whether it be Ananobi, Bridges, or in the fantasy world, Kevin Durant, and also to shore up the shooting of the bitch by getting one of the better shooters in the league. And uh, and uh, Luke and Luke Kennard. So um, they they achieved one of the two. They achieved the, they achieved the lesser of the two. Let's hope we can you know make the most of that. But it does um, create an interesting summer to see how active the Grizzlies is going to be and what will happen with Dylan Brooks, who like we said is on the expiring deal. He's a uh, unrestricted free agent. So it's going to be it's going to be an interesting summer for the Grizzlies no matter what because a standing pat. It's kind of almost impossible. You got to do something. Even if you go out there and you sign Dylan Brooks, that's a that's a major move you're making this summer. So we'll oh. see. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let me ask you this, Saint. Don't you think, uh, now I was thinking it through as you were talking about it, and especially as it pertains to OG. Don't you think the price on him would come down significantly this summer? Because like you talked about, unlike Bridges, who will have, I think, three more years left on his deal, after right, this year, right. Durant three more years. You mentioned it. OG's got the one more, and then the player option, and and so you get to a point where, hey, if we don't like you said, if we don't do anything with him, he walks. Whereas you know this year, you know that market had gone up. All the reports mm-hmm. were out there. You were hoping to get three picks and a player for this man, and 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 in that in that case, you would have had him for what half a season next year. Now, now you're not talking about the end of this season. If if you're a team mm-hmm. like the group that he could have benefited from him. So you would think like the price on OG in particular would go mm-hmm. down substantially in the off season compared to what you might've been, what it were, you were reportedly willing to right. pay for him 
now in terms of picks and everything else. So maybe maybe if it ended up OG, although you and I, I think we're both on the same page. We like mm-hmm. Bridges better if it's a priority, even Dur- obviously Durant too. But mm-hmm. um, maybe it's a deal where the price would come down significantly for OG in the offseason. You come out with a better mm-hmm. deal right. than you would have done during the season when you were when you were trying to get him uh, just now and when you were desperate yeah. to get yeah. And I totally agree with you. I think that OG Ananobi will be probably number one this offseason because I think he'll be easy pickings if the Grizzlies really want him. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is the place that he probably would want to be um, for several reasons. Um, I'm going to tell you how I think the trade situation went. I think the Grizz- Grizzlies always knew that I, could, I can flip Danny Green into something. A oh, yeah. I think there might have been several big shooters they might have been interested in. Um, I think that they got Luke Kennard knowing that knowing they had that in their back pocket. I can trade Danny Green for him. I think they went – I think their initial intention with Toronto was Dylan Brooks for Toronto – for um, Dylan Brooks for um, OG. And I think Toronto came back and was like, no, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr., someone like that, which the Grizzlies probably laughed at. It was like, all right, man, y'all being, y'all being goofy at this point. And then they probably did some type of Zaire, some type of, you know, something in that range. And then they came back with probably Santi. And the Grizz, all right, man, look, quit screwing around. We'll catch y'all this offseason. You know what I mean? I think this, I think this is just what probably happened. I think that um that they probably wanted maybe, you know, Santi and Zaire, maybe or something like that, to try to um I could see them probably asking that for that for the Grizzlies and the Grizz, all right, man. No, we'll 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 catch y'all this summer. But uh, I do think that we will see. Uh, the Grizzlies and Toronto talk again when it mm-hmm. comes down to Oceano. It just it just makes too much sense, man. All the all the all the fingers are pointing at it. We know the Grizzlies are willing to move multiple picks for him. Um, I can see very well see a Dylan Brooks sign and trade. I was gonna say you can sign yeah. and trade Dylan at that point, yeah. right? And and, and Toronto gets some actual value back there. It'll probably be a um, a thirty year, like a two year, thirty million dollar. Because what OG makes 15, right? They'll probably match the salaries perfect. They'll probably sign Dylan for a two-year 30 million, multiple firsts, and they'll do something like that. That's that's my you know prediction. That's how I think that ends up going down. How much better is this team if or or you know, worse? I guess I yeah. should throw that out there. It coming back next year with those as the four, OG is the fourth instead of Dylan Brooks. How much um, different how much different does it is it? I'm an OG fan. I think that. How can I describe this? Because I know people who are listening are probably going to totally disagree. I think OG Ananobi is a better defender than Dylan Brooks because all of OG's defense is just technical. I'm a defender. I'm going to try my best to lock you up. So much of what Dylan does is just psychological bullshit. <laughs> like, like fucking with you, talking shit to you, bumping into you. When I watched that video of him uh, when they played against Utah, Mm-hmm. Now, shout out to Dylan because he did very well against uh, um, the Boston yesterday when he was guarding Tatum. Regardless of how he got it done, he got it done. He guarded, guarded Tatum very well. Um, when I'm watching this, this clip against Utah, though, not Utah, Minnesota, I mean, and uh, Mike Conley falls down. Oh, Dylan yeah. comes out of nowhere, <laughs> dives on Mike, punches the ball, tries to punch the ball out of his hand. He's got a smile. He's got like a weird old, weird old smirk on his face. I'm like, man, there's something wrong with Dylan Brooks, man. And he's and Mike is his friend. Like he probably looks up to Mike. As Mike was his, Dylan probably was was Mike's rookie when he came here. He probably hates. I've heard there's a lot of Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde with Mike Conley too. Like the, he's like this super nice guy on the outside. When it comes down to like behind closed doors, 
I've heard he's kind of a dickhead for real. That's really? something I've heard about Mike for real. I've heard he's I heard he's not the nicest dude with the rookies at all. Um I'll I'll yeah, talk to you about that. Like, yeah, well, I mean, you should have done use some of that with the referees during your career. At least get a couple yeah, more calls yeah. if you're capable of being a uh yeah, a, but my point I'm making is I think OG's just a good defender, like without the extra shit that comes with Dylan. And I think that he's a more efficient scorer and shooter that doesn't have to like get his in the flow of an offense like Dylan does. It was driving me crazy yesterday to see Dylan play when Dylan thinks he's Devin Booker out there. I'm like, man, like, <laughs> come on, bro. Just be a defender. Take shots within the floor of the offense. I don't mind you missing wide open threes. Like the little fadeaways and the post-up shots and all that. I'm like, even when you make those, Dylan, I'm like, man. Mm-hmm. And, like, we talk about let's get Dylan going. Like, what is look what is getting Dylan going actually look like? Because Dylan, when he's not, when he's, like, like warming up or whatever, we rarely see that version of him. It seems like we haven't seen him have a game where he just goes off offensively. I remember he did it against Charlotte, and he had one not too long ago. But they're so far and few between. It's like, bro, what are we getting you warmed up for? You know what I mean? So uh, I, I would, I think OG would be a much less volatile player than Dylan. Yeah. Uh, far less controversial, just a more efficient player altogether. More athletic player. Uh, OG's got the measurables better than Dylan as well. Um, but I don't want people to think I'm just dogging out Dylan because, I mean, he's – you know, he's our guy. He's a homegrown guy. He was drafted here. Um, definitely helps with the chemistry here. But I'm not believing that this team's going to fall apart or that the chemistry is even going to fall apart because he replaced uh, Dylan with a guy like OG. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a tip of the cap to the player that OG is just talking yeah. about. It. I mean, it's an upgrade. And Dylan Brooks would understand if you were going after Kevin Durant and would understand, listen, that guy's better than me. And in this case, sure. there are so many things that OG does better than him that, you you know, there are a lot of reasons to believe it would be a better fit. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm with you saying I'd be excited to see the Grizzlies pursue him yeah. and maybe at a much lower price uh, smartly yeah. this offseason uh, than what they were going to have to pay at the tread line. Shout out to Zach Kleinman, man, for echoing my sentiment. Fuck them draft picks, man. He told y'all, man, I, I, we ain't going to hoard these picks because it's it's basic logic, man. If, you, if you're a super good, solid team, you're going to be picking at the bottom of the draft for the next five, six, seven years anyway. You're going to be picking 25 through 30. If those picks really don't have much value at all, and they they said the Grizzlies were like, for Brooklyn, they was like, man, take all these sons, you know what I mean, <laughs> for in the KD deal or whatever. Yeah. But um, I'm encouraged by that, man. I'm encouraged that these guys are like, look, we've identified our three guys. We got we got Ja, Jaron, Bain. Those are our three guys. We're gonna build around those dudes, and and let's go get let's go get that fourth piece, who's that real super dynamic wing, who we we want Dylan to be, but you know. Dylan don't really want to play that role. I think if you can get that guy, especially someone like Ananobi or someone like a, a Mikael Bridges, who I, who I think his asking price might still be crazy. No uh, doubt. As well. That contract's too good. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because we, we've seen what Brooklyn does with leverage. You know, KD, the reports came out about him wanting to uh, get traded. Brooklyn had to leverage. They still had it this time. They really didn't have to trade Kevin Durant because he was under contract for a long time. It was just, all right, screw this whole thing. Let's just blow it up at this point. And and KD was um, KD went about things the right way with them, so I think they cooperate with him as far as that goes. But um, yeah, man, it's, it's gonna be a very super interesting summer. I'm excited by Zach, by Zach Kleiman's comments because I think that even you know regardless of what happens this year, I think they're trying to make moves for the future. And like I said, man, when people thought I was gonna be, I was angry about us making a trade, us you know how active or little active we were. I was excited. I just said you can't do anything. You can't just doing nothing is not an option. There's definitely some holes on that bench, and you went and got, you know, a great bench shooter, one of the better bench shooters in the uh, in the entire league. 
and uh and Luke Kennard, aka Nasty Nardo. Shout out to my boy Ed Grid Grind on Twitter for what I think is the dopest nickname I've seen come through here in a while. <laughs> but uh <laughs> but yeah. And I like that nickname. Last thing on climbing, real fast, before we mm-hmm. we uh, in, uh, before we get on to the yeah, season, because yeah. um, I like it too. I like the aggressiveness. If he's irritated by a narrative, or whether it's fans or media or speculation mm-hmm. that hey, maybe they just love first rounders and love hold. If he's irritated by that, and and you sense that by sort of the defensive nature of the press com, then I would suggest he come out and talk more. Talk like, well. There is a way to avoid, you know, the 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 crazy, the the rampant speculation, whether it's Grizzlies media or fans, what that's always out there. And all it is is by being a little bit more transparent. Nobody's saying Zach Kleiman's got to come out and do weekly radio hits like Chris Wallace used to do, or even be a, a visible part of the community. But if you're irritated by fans putting you in a box and thinking one thing of you to the point you want to say, no, 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 that's not me, bro, come out and talk more. Come mm-hmm. out and talk more to your fans. It, again, use the media to talk to them, and then there will be less speculation and less room to get you know so defensive about things. Right. You want folks to know what you're doing and your approach, or to know more about you and how you're doing, bro. Tell mm-hmm. us. Come out and tell us. Or and again, if and if you're gonna unplug, like for real, unplug. Don't unplug with with burner accounts because you obviously have account, accounts where you're looking on Twitter and you see what's going on. Like this. This is all a result of you just being connected, but not really being connected. It was like, you all are going to think if I did this, you all are going to think. How did you know that? How did you know that, Zach? (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh Uh-huh. You're paying attention to something that somebody's saying that matters to you. So my whole point is, like, you can control that even more by by coming out and talking. And like you said, he was good. We liked what he said. We liked that he said he was aggressive. You can help yourself doing that. Nobody's saying come out every week, man, but you can certainly do it a yeah. lot more than you have. He creates he like I told people all the time, people are like, oh, they're not gonna do anything. I'm like, man, you can't you can't just take someone's reputation 100 percent and figure that's what they're always gonna do. Because all but, those things are relative. Because in they, their defense, we're left to speculate so much. Yeah, yeah. That's all we know. Yeah. Because they, you know, he rarely they, they rarely speak over there. Mm-hmm. They rare, you know, they rarely you know, when they first started, when they first got together the year that they, you know, Josh rookie year, uh Coach Jenkins rookie year. They were kind of like, okay, they went and got a Tyus Jones, an older point guard, to help John ja Morant, you know, just in case he was a, you know, whatever he was going to be. You went and got like a Jay Crowder. Uh, who was the other guy they got? Uh, sorry, ass dude. Solomon Hill. You went oh, and got a, uh, what was the big man they had that was like a. Gorgie. Gorgie Dang. Gorgie Jing. And they went and got, what's the name too? Um, the big that was like a, a <laughs> Walmart version of, of Jaren. Like what Jaron's gonna be in ten years, probably. Oh man, Anthony Tolliver. Tolliver, yeah, had all those bets on the team at one time, and mm-hmm. they ch- they changed their course. They said, "All right, screw this. We're just gonna go homegrown. Our old our players are gonna be more vet ish the older they get. You know what I mean? So they just totally flipped the course. So we we don't really know what they're gonna be because they've made we've seen these guys transition and and kind of go through a metamorphosis over time. So we don't really know what their vision is. And it's good to see that they, like I said, sure up, sure up some of that shooting off the bench. Yeah. You know they're probably going to be super aggressive this summer. I'm not, I don't I'm not a catch up with everyone else thing. Like I am not the I'm not the guy that's going to say, "Well, they went and got KDs, so you got to go get Paul George." Or, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, I'm not that guy at all. So so I do I think I do think we're operating on a kind of unique timeline. So um I'm kudos to Zach climbing. I'm pleased. I was talking plenty of shit on Twitter just in case you didn't do anything. 
You made a nice move to me. Plus, it showed you you're trying to make other moves. You're willing to move those first-round draft picks, which I'm also excited about. And there are teams who know that. If anything, you love a smoke signal. And there are teams who know the Grizzlies yeah. got them picks. They're willing to move. I'm going to call you about this particular player instead of waiting on you to call us. So, yeah, yeah. those things I'm, I'm definitely positive about for sure. Yeah, I co-signed that uh, there with you, Sam. 